What is going on? It is another edition, another episode of the Fitness Journey Podcast. And today, today is a great day. Today is the first interview slash guest that I have on the podcast. It is one of my dearest friends, best friends in the entire world, um, and also a wonderful, wonderful human being, um, an extremely successful individual. Just to go over a few of his accolades, um, one, I never thought this would happen, but I'm saying it, he's an author. Uh, he, he also runs <laughs> a multi-million dollar real estate company. Um, overall, again, great human being, family man. I'm going to let him explain a little bit more about what he does and everything he's into, but uh, let's welcome on today's podcast, my guy, Austin Rutherford. What's going on, Austin? What's up, my brother? It was a, a very, uh, very kind intro, bro. <laughs> How you feeling? Hey, man. <laughs> the the author part still gets me. I'm still flabbergasted at that. Yeah, bro. I've never been the, the best writer, but, you know, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. Hey, man. Great book. Great book, for sure. All right. So first, I, I said a little bit about you, but um, if you could kind of summarize or just give some details about what you do, who you are, um yeah, just kind of give a little bit of information about yourself first. Yeah, not for sure. Uh, born and raised here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, still live here now. Um, you know, I started out playing basketball. That was the dream. Uh, that didn't work out. Didn't make it to the NBA. Um, so got into real estate about six years ago. Um, I've kind of, you know, grown it, grown it over the years. Started out rehabbing houses. Uh, still do some of that, you know, we do new construction, um, on a rental portfolio, bought a couple commercial buildings the past year or two, um, you know, do private money lending. So lend money to other people, um, and started, started like an education and consulting side of the business as well. So teaching other people how to, how to invest in real estate. So, you know, kind of every, every facet of real estate is kind of what, what I've ventured into, um, over the, over the past, you know, five, six years. Right. Awesome. Um, and so kind of going off that, the reason that I wanted to have you as one of my first guests on the podcast is because at a pretty young age, you're 26, correct? Yep, yep. You, you've, you've been able to build and do all of those things. Um, and from knowing you, a lot of that, I think, comes from obviously your hard work and just you getting after it. But I think a lot of it comes from initially like playing sports, being into fitness and kind of having some of that stuff translate into your approach with business. Um, and so I think people could learn from that side of it, you know, the fitness side of things, and then also the business side of it as well. Um, as people are in that same situation, you know, wanting to get in shape, but also wanting to get into business for themselves, do things like that. So, um, you know, with that, as we get into it, that's kind of the reason that I wanted to have Austin on. And I'm thankful that he's uh, here to talk through everything today. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, bro. Pre appreciate the invite. I'm happy to be here. For sure. Appreciate it, man. Um, so first things first, let's just kind of go back from the beginning. Obviously, you're doing all of that wonderful stuff now. You're successful with what you do, killing the game. Um, but let's go back to, you know, growing up when you're in middle school, high school, stuff like that. So first thing, what kind of got you – what's first, what sports did you play growing up and what kind of got you into sports? Yeah, um, you know, I, I played, like, baseball, like, way, way, way back. Um, and then kind of soccer through middle school. And uh, I think my fresh – no, I don't know, seventh grade or something or eighth grade, um, I just fell in love with basketball. Um, I don't know what it was, but it just it just caught my eye. Um, and then, you know, went all – literally all in on it um, until uh, a year after high school. 
um, and then decided to, you know, pursue something else. But, um, you know, ba- basketball is definitely the dream there for, you know, seven, eight, nine years. And so what, as you were, you know, in high school and working hard with basketball, what kind of made you realize that if you wanted to be good at basketball and like successful with it, that you had to put a lot of time towards it? Was it just that you like thoroughly enjoyed it or did you start to see some of that hard work paying off at different times and just kind of kept that momentum going or had that kind of work for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, all, all things good in life, definitely, definitely take time and definitely take work. Um, you know, I've, I wasn't gifted with like, you know, crazy athletic ability, um, but, you know, I, I feel like I was, you know, gifted with a, a brain. Um, you know, I, I can think things, <laughs> I can see things. Um, so for me, like I had to, you know, work extremely hard to keep up with, with the people that were just athletic, especially because I started, you know, seventh, eighth grade. A lot of people start when they're, when they're kids. Um, right. So I, I knew I had to catch up um, and I just, I, I put the work in, you know what I mean? I, ever since I grew up, you know, I used to hustle Buckeye necklaces. I used to, you know, buy candy, you know, sell it at the store. I used to cut lawns. I used to shovel driveways. So I was, like, always, like, uh, you know, working hard, figuring out ways, you know, to stay active. Um, and, you know, once once I fell in love with real estate, you know, I, I knew I had to do the same thing and work out and, you know, take it to the next level. So, you know, if, you, if you're working extremely hard and you see zero progress with it, like, you know, that's probably not going to last that long. Uh, but if you're actually working hard and doing the things you need to do, um, you'll, 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 you will see some progress and that's kind of what motivated, motivated me to keep going. You know, I always had the bigger, bigger dream, bigger picture in mind. Um, you know, I, I knew, I knew what I was working for. Right. For sure. And so to, to Austin's horn a little bit, just knowing him and knowing his high school experience. So the high school we went to, he went to had like four or five division one basketball players and guys that ended up playing at like a super high level were really talented. So for him to like start playing that later when most guys were already playing for their whole entire life and also, also knowing Austin, not nearly as athletic as other guys to be able to, like, <laughs> compete, compete at that level. Like that takes a lot of hard work to compete at that level. So um, it kind of is a testament to his hard work throughout that time. Um, and so – for sure. And so, you know, when you're in high school working on basketball, obviously getting stronger and becoming more athletic, that kind of stuff was a big part of it. What do you, I mean, again, knowing you, I know that you were in the gym and lifting and doing all that stuff more than pretty much anyone else. What in that moment, like made you realize that you needed to be doing those things. Um, and as far as like lifting goes, did you enjoy it when you were in high school or was it just something you knew was a part of the process, something you knew you needed to do to get where you wanted? Yeah, man. Um, you know, hard, like I said, hard work's always been there. Um, and I used to work extremely, extremely hard on my basketball, you know, jumping rope, you know, uh, toe raises, dribbling the basketball, shooting in the gym, you know, all the things that better myself as a better basketball player. Um, I never, you know, I always thought, you know, lifting would help, but I never really got into it. Um, you know, honestly, I don't remember when it was. I think it was freshman year. It was you and somebody. You, you were like, yo, me and so-and-so are hitting the, the, the weight room after, after today or in study hall or something like that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I always like, you know, you know, I, I love the chase. I love the hunt. I love winning. So I was like, man, that's that. Like, I'm, let me get in the gym too. Um, <laughs> so honestly, I think, I think that's when it started for real. You know, you, you got in the gym with uh, our weight room coach, Coach Amerson. 
And I started that day with you. And uh, I, I mean, you should, you may have started before I did, but I started at some point because of you. And uh, I think it was freshman year. And, you know, I started seeing the progression from it. Um, and I just, I just, I went all in on it. You know, I love being the guy in the gym that bench pressed the most, that squatted the most. I did everything the most just because I loved to win. Um, it didn't always happen like that, but that was my goal. Um, <laughs> so I just, I kind of fell in love with the, with the, with the grind. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so out of all the basketball players at, the high school in Tuckahanna, I think Austin was probably in the weight room the most and probably ended up being like the most swole dude that we played basketball with. <laughs> like, it is, it's funny to think about now, but um, yeah, he definitely started getting after it in the gym. Um, so then obviously ended up, you know, playing, playing high school basketball, doing pretty well with that. And then as you were playing, um, you know, what was the goal with basketball? Like, what was the ultimate goal at that point in time? Yeah, I mean, goal goal is definitely go to the NBA. So you know, go to go to high school. You know, go to college. You know, get a get a scholarship. Go to college, and then eventually play professional. Um, you know, things uh, didn't work out on, on that side as far as like college D one offers stuff like that. Um, so a li- little discouraged, but uh, decided to go to Phoenix, Arizona for a year. My you know after graduating for a year. Uh, to go to like basically what's in essence is a junior college out there um, and, you know, try to try to pursue my dreams, um, you know, through through that route. Um, and, you know, that that ended up not working either, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We definitely will. So when, when you're in high school, say that you would have got like a division one scholarship to go somewhere. Do you think, I mean, do you think, what, what do you think would have been different Um Actually, actually, hold on. Let's let's talk about the prep school first and then get into that. So when you went to prep school, kind of break it down, you know, how it was, what went wrong in a sense, kind of how your mindset shifted. Because in high school and during that time, you were like dead set. You were like dead ass serious about going to the NBA. Like that was like legit. <laughs> that happened. And like, yeah. again, not being the most athletic dude ever, not playing for that long. And just like the NBA in general, where it's like the top athletes in the world that's in a sense decently far-fetched in a way but like you had it in your head that's what you wanted to do um so once you got the prep school and that was just like a kind of a stepping stone to potentially go division one what um what went wrong there what went well yeah ended up like playing your mind away from basketball yeah I mean I was I was 1000 percent set on the NBA um you know, if somebody said anything out besides that, like, I would just, like, blow them off completely. Um, you know, I, right. I'd work out, like, I, I mean, in the summer, I'd literally work out for, like, 12 hours a day. I'd do, like, four or five different workouts. I'd wake up 5 a.m., go run a hill, you know, do basketball at 7 a.m. Like, it was it was literally nonstop. Like, that was a dream. My dad was like, if you don't slow down, you're going to blow your knees out. I'm like, that's cool. I don't need my knees if I don't play in the NBA. <laughs> so, like, it was like that. That was it. You know what I mean? Um, so I went right. to Phoenix, Arizona to, to pursue my dreams and, uh, you know, started playing out there. Um, you know, I led, I was first or second in, in every category in, in statistics, you know, rebounds, steals, points, um, assists, everything. You know, I was, I was, you know, do, doing what I needed to do. Um, and, you know, about halfway through the season, uh, I don't, I don't know why or what or how or, or whatever it was, but, you know, it got to a point where I just literally didn't, did not want to touch a basketball. Like, you know, I, I could not live without a basketball, like previously to that, like I dribbled, right. I dribbled it up and down the street, carried it in my car, like all day, every day. 
And it got to a point where, like, I literally, like, hated going to the gym, didn't want to touch a basketball, didn't want to shoot a hoop. You know, the games were, like, okay because, like, you know, it's fun, it's competitive. But, like, even that wasn't, like, thrilling. It, it just, like, it got to a point where, like, I just absolutely freaking hated it. Again, I don't know why that happened. You know, it may, maybe, you know, you burned out on something. Um, right. I right. definitely did not enjoy it anymore. Got it. So, do you think, say out of high school, you would have got, like, a Division One scholarship? Do you think that it would have been a different situation for you? Or just was it, do you think it was that situation or just basketball in general? Um, I don't know. If I got a D one offer, I'd have taken it for sure. Um, right. But you know, as far as the outcome, um, I don't. I don't know that answer. You know, it's. It, I may have enjoyed where I was more. Um, you know, I may have. I may have enjoyed it less. Um, yeah, right. I don't know that answer, man. For sure. And so, while you were in prep school, while you were down there in Arizona, that's kind of when the idea and the, um, the, I mean, the real estate stuff started and got sparked up there. So, how did that come about? And when did it start when you were down there? Was it like during basketball season, middle of basketball season, kind of as your, you know, desire for hoops faded away, kind of got in real estate? How did that all get going? Oh yeah, it was definitely during the season. Uh, it was not afterwards. It was it was about halfway through the season. I was like, man, f this, I'm done. You know, I I finished it. You know, I still gave it my all. I finished it, but I just knew like that was it. Um, so you know, again, like basketball is my entire life leading up to that. Like it's all I lived, drank, ate, sleep, everything. Um, and then when I got to the point where like I'm done, I I was lost for real. You know, I was just like, well, like what what do I do now? You know what I mean? Every second of every day, like I was, I was doing something to better myself athletically or, or you know, physically. And um, like, I was, I was for real lost uh, for, for a minute, for, for a couple months. Um, right. And I, again, I don't know why this happened, but I started picking up books and reading. Um, I, I never, never read books back in the day, ever. And, Not uh, even in high school. Not even in high school. assignment <laughs> that he wouldn't read it. I did not read them, bro. <laughs> I, I would read like the last page of the chapter to summarize the chapter. I hated reading. <laughs> um, but I picked up a book called Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. I would highly, 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 highly recommend everyone reading it. I got like 40 copies in my office. I'm looking at now. I, I give them to everybody. Um, but that, Take I read that one. <laughs> I read that. I uh, read that when I was 18 years old, um, and it, it changed the trajectory of my li- trajectory of my life forever. You know, it just made made you think differently. You know, think about the possibilities. You know, you don't have to, you know, be average. You know, work for 10, 15 dollars an hour. You know, it, it makes you think of all the possibilities that are out there. Um, how to make money? How to be free? How to live a life that you want to live? So it just it just got me thinking. Um, and then after that, you know, I started journaling. Uh, so, you know, every morning, um, I go up to the rooftop of our condo out there in Phoenix and I would just journal for like an hour. Um, I would literally just sit up there, turn my phone off, you know, maybe listen to some music, but just sit up there and journal for like an hour. Um, you know, anything I think about, you know, why basketball wasn't working, you know, why I hated it, you know, how I was grateful for the opportunity from my parents, um, you know, why I took the opportunity, you know, what I should do in my future, just literally anything and everything that came to my mind, um, started journaling it every single day. To, to this day, I still journal every day. I think it's a, it's an absolute game changer. Um, 
but I was sitting up there one day and I was, I was looking across and there was like, I don't know, like I don't know, 15, 20 unit apartment building. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hmm, everybody's there is paying rent. So there's like 15 doors times a thousand dollars a door. It's $15,000 a month. I was like, like I wonder how much, yeah. I wonder how much like they have to like pay on it. I was like, what if they only got to pay like five or 10 grand a month in like expenses? Like you literally own a building and make money. I was like, oh, well shit, let me get in real estate. So, you know, I was reading, <laughs> reading self-development books um, a lot up, up through that and journaling and stuff. And uh, then, you know, when I, once I got that itch, I, I bought everything I could, you know, with real estate, book-wise. Um, you know, I didn't have much money, so I was buying, like, three $20 books, thought I was doing a lot. But, you know, I just, I, I, I wanted education, you know what I mean? That was my new hunger. That was my new drive. Um, so I just, I just started reading it, you know, all day, every day, um, educating myself on real estate. And, you know, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read it somewhere. It says 95% of all people who file a tax return with a million dollars or more on it had real estate in their portfolio. I was like, well, shit, the NBA was going to make me rich. So is real estate. So let's get it. <laughs> right, right, right. And you got, you got some better genes for real estate. because. Be <laughs> yeah, so that that's honestly how it started, bro. Um, so, you know, I, I can keep going, you know, what, what would the next step was. But, you know, that was the process to the decision to, to start real estate. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And especially that age, too, when you're, I mean, eight, 18, 19, maybe 20. I don't know. I, yeah, probably 19 at the time. Those are yep. those are pretty big steps to, like, think about long-term future, what you want to do, and, like, take those kind of actions on a daily basis. Um, and I think you probably – you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that basketball is what you did and worked so hard with it every single day and just, like, anything that went into it, whether it be lifting, whether it be working on, like, shooting, ball handling, anything, you did that stuff every single day. So then you needed something new to kind of fill that void. And it sounds like Absolutely. real estate, once once you figured out that you could do something with it, that kind of took the the presence that basketball had had. Thousand percent, bro. You know, I, like I said, I was lost. You know, once I found this itch, man, I, I literally went all in on it. Like my my people, like we were in college. You know what I mean? Like my, my yeah, homies oh, yeah. was going to my homies was going to ASU, kicking it out there at nighttime. You know, going to parties. You know, we we're 19, 18, 19 years old, and uh, I I picked up a valet job. You know, I worked every night and every weekend at valet. You know, just trying to stack money, trying to save some money to, to do whatever I was going to do every single day. You know, I'd, I'd be up journaling in the morning. I'd be reading books at night, you know, not living the quote unquote college life that all my friends around me was. Um, and you know, they'd, they'd be like, yo, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you going out? And uh, it was just it was just different. You know, that was my new itch. I wanted to be extremely successful in it. So. Like, at the time, what were your emotions and thoughts? Like, did you have any, like, desire to go and, like, party and do stuff that other people, like, our age, 18, 19, 20-year-olds were doing? Or, like, I guess what was kind of your thought process at the time? Yeah, like, I always want, like, I like having fun for sure. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, I, there was definitely, like, the itch to, you know, go out and, and And don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like I never did it, like, zero times. Yeah, um, you know, I just I just probably did it on I could count it on two hands the amount of times that right. I, I quote unquote went out and partied. Um, right. So it was it was definitely there. But again, you know, I had had a vision. You know what I mean? I knew what I was going for long term. 
And, you know, right. it wasn't partying. You know what I mean? I wanted to I wanted to retire my parents. I want to drive the cars that I want to drive. I want to live in the houses I want to live in. I want to travel to the world and see the places I want to see. And that's not ASU partying. You know what I mean? So right. I, right. I just I just all I just always knew, like, you know, the bigger picture, the bigger goal. And again, thinking grow rich, like opened up my mind to those things. You know, they talk about vision boards, journaling, all that stuff that made me realize, you know, what's out there in life. And, you know, I just, I just knew there was more. So I just, you know, I always say, you know, if I can sacrifice two, three, four, five years of my life to live the rest of my life, how people can only dream of, you know, sign me up. I'm in. Right. For sure. For sure. And again, when you're 18, 19, even now, I mean, even people in their twenties, mid twenties, any stage of life, that's easier said than done. Like when the actuality of that comes to, to happen and they actually have to make it happen. That's tough to do on a regular basis. So especially do that as a 18, 19, 20 year old and implement that. Impressive as hell. Incredible. I appreciate that, bro. Um, so then, you know, after, after Phoenix, you moved back to Columbus. Yeah. Um, I guess what were the, what were the first steps that you started taking? It doesn't have to be super detailed, but just kind of steps that you took from when you got back to Columbus and then kind of, quick summary of like leading up to now what's kind of it, it can be a little more of an extended quick summary but uh, <laughs> what's because what's, obviously like six seven years of time passing but what's kind of, <laughs> that's funny of been the progression you know from phoenix you wanting to start real estate um getting into it and then kind of what that's looked like yeah, uh, so I'll kind of do it somewhat high level. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, finished basketball, knew real estate was my passion. Um, you know, I knew Columbus because that's where I'm from. So I decided to come back to Columbus, to, you know, chase my dreams. Um, and I was working valet out there, you know, while, while I was still there, still playing basketball, all that stuff. So I transferred to a valet here in Columbus, um, same company, and started working here, um, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week as much as I could um, to save as much money as possible. You know, I fell in real estate again, you know, I fell in love with owning rental properties, you know, making money by simply owning real estate, passive income, residual income, whatever you want to call it. So I was like, well, shit, you know, if I could buy, you know, 10 buildings, you know, get 20 units, I can make five, 10 grand a month without ever having to do anything. So, right. you know, I, I started looking at, you know, multi single houses, duplexes, triplexes, you know, units on things that I could purchase and, you know, keep as rental properties. Um, and I was, you know, I would literally be at ballet. I'd be standing at the podium and cars would pull up. I'd tell other people to get the cars and I would just sit there and do research on houses in Columbus. <laughs> um, and I ended up buying my first, my first house on Ohio State University's campus when I was 19. It was a, it was a duplex that I purchased, um, you know, all through my life. I, was, I saved up money, um, you know, from, from flipping, you know, cars, candy, uh, Buckeye necklaces, driveway, shoveling driveways, cutting grass, you know, every single thing I, I made, I saved. Like I never splurged on anything. So I had like $30,000 to my name as a 19 year old. And, um, you know, I, I bought, bought a duplex with it. So I put 30 grand, I don't know, it's 30 or 40 grand down on it. And I ended up making $1,300 a month, every single month after paying all my mortgage and everything. And I was like, well, well, man, you know, that, that's awesome. Like, let me, let me duplicate that. And the only problem was I had to get another 30, 40 grand to buy another property. That was a right. lot of money. So my, uh, right. yeah, my, that's tough. <laughs> my, uh, my real estate agent on the deal made like eight grand for selling that house to me. 
for representing me. And I was like, well, shit, you know, you got to sell a house. You know, I can make five, 10 G's for one house. Like, let me get my real estate license and help other people sell houses. Right. So I got my license um, in a two week period. You know, usually it takes people like six months to a year to get their license. Again, you know, one, you got you got to go all in on things. You know, <laughs> so I was going to say, apparently, once, once you got something, <laughs> I'm fucking stopping you. So, I mean, it was it was Monday to Thursday, um, like eight to five for two weeks. So I changed my ballet schedule. I changed my school schedule. I was still going to college at this time and uh, went to went to um, the real estate school eight to five, Monday to Thursday, worked ballet a couple of those nights, went to school the other couple of those nights and then valet Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 12 hour shifts every day for those two weeks. So I could still get my money in, I could still work, I could still go to school and I could still, you know, build my real estate career. Uh, so I went all in for those two weeks, got my license, still went to school, still worked 60, 70 hour weeks. Um, you know, started selling houses, sold like two or three houses to, you know, people that are just looking for houses. And, um, you know, I, I was like, man, this sucks, you know, driving people all around the city, showing them houses. It was, it was, I made like, I don't know, 10 grand or something, but it just, it just was not fun at all. It's a grind. Um, and then, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I was going into work at 7am one morning. I heard on the radio, he was like, man, if you ever want to, if you want to learn how to flip houses, um, you know, we got this free you know, two hour seminar coming up, you know, come out to this free seminar and, uh, you know, learn how to flip houses. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I called him, got my ticket, went to the two-hour seminar. It, and, the, uh, the funny thing with that is, too, is those still, like, play on the radio now. Like, no matter sa- what. Same exact radio. recording, bro. <laughs> yeah, same recording. And the thing is, most people, when they're, like, driving in their car, they, like, don't even think about that kind of stuff. One, because they're probably like, oh, it's just, like, a scam or whatever. But then, two, it's like they're not even thinking the real estate's, like, a real possibility for them. So they're, like tune it out when it comes on but that's funny that you were like so locked in with it and any opportunity at all that sounded like a good you know possibility you went all in with it absolutely bro um so you know signed up for that went to the two hours you know the end of the two hours they're like yeah so this is just you know a little bit but we got a three-day conference in you know two weeks I was literally the first, I was in the front row. I got there first to learn. I was in the front row. They said, if anybody, you know, wants to come to that three-day thing, it's $200, sign up in the back. I was the first one to the back of the room, signed up, bought my ticket, um, you know, showed up to the three-day event, you know, again, you know, hungry just to learn, to grow. And uh, day two, you know, they're giving us information day two. They're like, you know, if you really want to, you know, learn this top to bottom, you can join our mastermind program but you got to have the money tomorrow and it's $25,000. I was like, Oh shit. Like how, how am I going to pull this one off? <laughs> right. 25. Yeah. That's, that's some, that's some blah. That's some cheddar. Yeah. There. And I, and I just went broke, you know, I just bought this house. Like right. I spent $30,000. <laughs> right. I was like, wow. Like I don't have that. I got, you know, five to 10 grand to my name, maybe. So, you know, but I just, I just felt something like I knew it was for me, you know what I mean? So uh, I definitely didn't have the money. So I went home. I don't know if this is legal, so don't, I do not recommend doing this. <laughs> but I, I, I went home to, uh, and got on AmericanExpress.com, said I made like $200,000 a year as a 20 year old kid. And I said I had an 800 credit score, which neither of those were anywhere close to being true. And uh, they gave me a $10,000 line of credit on the spot. So I was like, well, cool. You know, I'm, like, I'm more than halfway there at this point. 10,000 closer. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. So then I, you know, I went to my parents. I asked them if they would lend me money. You know, they said, you know, it sounds too good to be true, which it did. 
you know, pay me 25 G's, you know, we'll turn you into a millionaire. You know, right. I talked to my, my grandma, my aunts, my uncles, you know, I talked to, you know, everybody I could to, to try and get this money and uh, to, to buy into this mastermind. And, you know, all the feedback was the same, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not, not what it, what it's hyped up to be. So at the time I was living with my parents and, uh, you know, again, you know, I just, I knew this was the opportunity for me. So, you know, everybody ended up going to bed. It was like midnight and I was trying to journal. I was trying to find a way to come up with the money. Couldn't think of nothing. 1am, 2am comes around, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely like devastated. It sounds crazy, but like, I just, I knew this was what it was for me. And uh, I literally crawled under my parents' dining room table and uh, started bawling, like, because I was missing out, in my opinion, on the opportunity of a lifetime. And, right. uh, you know, thank God, you know, my parents parents heard me upstairs crying and uh, came down and, and told me they, they'd front me the other half of the money to, to buy into this mastermind program. And uh, after that, you know, bought into the program, um, you know, there's a lot of in between. Six years later, I mean, we flip about 100 houses a year. Um, you know, we're, I got a team here in the office, just bought an office building that my office is in now. Um, you know, we got four employees that work here. Um, you know, we're, we're growing every day, uh, but it, it was it was a grind, you know, from that day that we bought into the program to now. I mean, it's, it's not an easy process, but, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Hell yes, absolutely. Um, and to, you know, hammer home on that, it's been six years of consistently putting in putting in work, taking action every single day to get to this point too. It's not like, it wasn't like you did just put 25,000 in and like, you know, you just wait around and a couple of years later, (laughs) serious bank. Like you had to put in serious, serious work day in and day out to get to, you know, the point you're at right now. For sure, man. You know, in the book, on the back of the book that I wrote, it says, you know, you want to know the secret to success question mark, you know, check page 30 or whatever it was. And the secret is in big bold letters is doing the freaking work that's the secret to success there's no shortcuts so 100 percent agree with you right yeah spot on and i i think a lot of people especially our age and like society now i think we look and see what people have look and see you know if someone would go on your instagram page right now and see the trips you go on and see just kind of the life you live cars you have stuff like that they'd be like damn like he must have like have it had something handed to him or like you know, whatever the case is, and sure, like some of us are more fortunate with certain things compared to others that are like in, you know, poverty or whatever the case is. But I mean, you've really put in the serious work to get to where you're at. Yeah, I mean, you you was there, bro. I mean, you saw it every day. We lived on the yeah. same street. I mean, it was yeah. it was a grind for for yeah. the day yeah. I bought Just, into the program. Go ahead. I was gonna say just to share a background story. I was I was that twenty year old, twenty one year old, twenty two year old that was going out regularly and like wanting to just kick it and play two K and bullshit around. And we would always ask Austin to go do stuff like just hang out with us, even like just like play like video games. <laughs> and, stuff. and he'd be like, "Nah, I got work on my computer to do." And us at twenty years old, we were like, "Bro, what kind of work do you have to do? Like, what are you actually doing, bro? Like, you are so full of shit right now." We just thought you didn't. And I wasn't like making us. any money. <laughs> Right, right. We just thought you legit didn't like us. We were like, damn, he doesn't want to hang out with us. Like, who, what is he doing? Like, he has other better friends than us, I guess. <laughs> That's funny, bro. But come to find out, he was actually putting in work regularly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so a few questions kind of off of that now. So um, what? where do you think, like, your 
like obsessiveness with once you like know something once you like have something in your head like a goal in your head where does that like obsessiveness and just like putting the blinders up to everything else come from you think man I mean I, I think some of it was instilled for me as a child you know um you know growing up I would be I would do things soccer for example I, I was you know playing soccer we'd go to practice they'd be like all right let's run 10 miles today for practice and like I hated <laughs> running so after it I was like mom dad like I'm quitting like I'm screwed I'm done and every single time anything of that nature happened, their response every single time was, nope, you started something, now you got to finish it. So, like, they wouldn't ever let me quit on anything, ever. So, like, I think that definitely plays a part in it. You know, once I start something, like, I'm, I'm finishing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it one way or the other. Um, and the right. other part to that, to even start doing something, you know, I've always just wanted more in life. You know what I mean? I never wanted to be the guy. This is my like biggest fear. You know, this is what like drives me, you know, laying on my deathbed and having regrets. Like if I can lay on my deathbed and say, you know, I, I didn't live how I wanted to live like that, that scares the, the living daylights out of me. Like right. I want to I go. I want to be on my deathbed, you know, happy as happy as could be knowing, you know, I, I, I live my life. You know what I mean? I right. Every right. second of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you gave it your all. And that, that was kind of going to be my next question as well is like, what, what motivated you from the start? And you kind of answered that. And I, I guess has your motivation with business with, you know, the efforts you put in with relationships and just like, really anything you do throughout your life, like what motivates you to keep growing and progressing? Like, because obviously day to day, just human nature, it's like it can be easy to become complacent with different aspects of life. So, like, what motivates you on a regular basis to keep keep hammering home and keep getting better and being a better individual for yourself and for others? Oh, absolutely, bro. The, the motivation has definitely changed. You know, at, at the beginning, it was just to, to, to get money. You know what I mean? I right. Just, I just wanted to have money because I wanted to do everything with it. So I just wanted money. Uh, but then, you know, once you, when you realize you start making money, um, you know, it's not, not what it's all hyped up to be. Um, I'm not saying it's not good. Like it's phenomenal. I, I love having it. Um, but like that, that alone, you know, isn't going to give you, you know, at least for me, it didn't give me the, the true excitement that I needed in life. Um, so now the motivation is more for other people. Um, you know, I, I do this, you know, to help my family. I do this to give back to others. I do this to change other people's lives. Again, I'm making money along the way, so it's phenomenal. But, like, my, my true happiness is getting a text from somebody that says, yo, like, you know, you, this nugget you told me, like, changed my business. You know, we, we just got, you know, made an extra $100,000. Um, like, those types of comments to me is, like, is what makes it all worth it now. So that that's more the motivation now is to do it, you know, and help other people along the way. Right, for sure. Um, and so now, kind of getting off business for a second, kind of getting into the fitness side of things with life. Absolutely. Um, as you were growing your business, obviously you being all going all in on something, that's where all of your time was spent. Um, at what point did you start putting like health, fitness more of a priority? What made you do it? And yeah, I guess we'll just start there. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, I mean, after after I got done with basketball, um, you know, I kind of, I, not kind of, I definitely fell off, um, you know, the, the health kick. Um, you know, I didn't get like, you know, 400 pounds or anything, but I was not at all in the shape that I was when, when I started. Um, so, kind of fell off, you know, it's kind of, kind of lost motivation for it because I had a different, different drive. 
Um, and I, that lasted for years. You know what I mean? It was, it was a minute. Um, I mean, I, I didn't really get back into fitness. Um, I mean, you you started it. When, when was it? A year and a half ago? Two years ago? Yeah, yeah. A little bit ago. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was – fitness was non-existent. I mean, like, I'd go play pickup, you know, every once in a while. I'd work out every every once in a while when, when you'd, you know, hit me up, ask me to work out. But, like, it, it was never a driving force, um, you know, again, in, until recently. Right. For sure. For sure. And so now, like after you started getting back into fitness, started getting back into shape, do you think that helped you in other avenues of life, whether it be business, you know, relationships with other people, just, you know, another way to keep growing yourself and getting better as a person? What kind of, you know, positive things sparked from that? Absolutely. One, one thousand percent. I remember distinctly a picture um, somebody took of me and I looked at him. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I, I really let myself like, like go like this. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I came to you the next because I knew you were doing the personal, the, the fitness, the online the training, all that stuff, personal fitness. Uh, but I was like, you know, I was happy for you a, a, a million percent. But like, you know, it just wasn't something that I wanted to, to do right at that moment. And right. I saw this picture. I saw this picture, and I was like, "Oh man, like th- no, absolutely not." <laughs> and uh, I think that day or the next day, I was like, "All right, bro, we're we're starting. Like, put put me on like plans, schedules. You know, whatever you need me to do, let me know because I'm in on it." Right. And uh, you know, af- after that, I got literally in the best shape of my life I've ever been. Um, I think it was what it, it, it was like two months or something, two or three months. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of going back to your, like, just once you get locked in on something, you're all in. I remember very distinctly with the fitness stuff, when you first got started, it'd be like every single week, you'd be like, bro, like, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any changes, I'm not seeing any <laughs> And, and like, the, this fitness stuff takes time, man, like, to, to change habits, to lose body fat, like, to, to, <laughs> to build some muscle, that kind of stuff, it takes a lot of time, and obviously with your real estate business, it's taken six years to build something really good, so that's, like, kind of what I was telling you at the time, I was like, man, like, it takes a little bit of time, bro. Like, bear with it, bear right, with it. Right, right, and you were like, bro, it's been a month, and nothing, nothing's really happening. <laughs> I was like, dog, just keep at it, keep at it, and so Austin ended up keep going with it, keep doing his thing, kept doing his thing, um, and like you said, ended up, like, having a six pack like stuff that he was in better shape looked better at that point and now than he did when he you know played basketball in high school and even in college um which is pretty damn cool pretty damn impressive no i mean it, it like i said the best shape of my life but you know what what it did for me was was even more you know i could look at myself in the mirror you know i walked around differently i carried myself differently because i was confident in my own body and if you're confident in yourself and, and know how you feel about yourself, you know, it's like getting a fresh haircut. Like everyone feels good when they get a fresh haircut. You know, if I can go to the pool and have a six pack and feel great about myself, like I carry myself differently. And that leads into to relationships. It leads into business. It leads into how you conversate with people. Like feeling good about yourself, to me, a massive part of that is looking good. And if I don't right. look good, I'm not confident. If I'm not confident, it affects all other aspects of my life. Um, so it, it, it absolutely had a massive effect on, on the other parts of my life for sure. Right. Absolutely. And so now that you've been able to, you were able to get in shape, best you've looked, best you felt, 
what motivates you now to stay in shape? Because I think that's oftentimes something that happens where someone gets in shape, they have like this driving force, especially for relatively short periods of time for two months, three months at a time, just getting really, really good shape, best shape they've ever been in. And then they tend to fall off a little bit. So what's kind of been, you know, what, what's your motivation to, you know, keep after it and stay in, in good shape? For sure. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I've definitely had my ups and downs. Like, you know that firsthand. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, be, best shape of my life, you know, I, I feel like I stuck to it for, you know, pretty decent amount of time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, I then I binged a little bit and uh, got back to it and then binged a little bit. And then again, you know, fell off for a, a two, three, four month period. Um, you know, I, I'd hit the gym, you know, once, maybe twice a week, maybe. Um, so it definitely was not the driving factor. Um, and again, you know, probably about a month ago, maybe two months ago, it hit me again. I was like, no, like this really has an effect on my life. Like this, this changes like other aspects of my life. This isn't just, you know, eating healthy. Like th- this affects my business. This affects my relationships, like all that stuff. So, it, you know, it hit me again a few months ago. Like I really got to lock back in, um, and, and get back in shape because I, like I sent you a video I was I don't even know I was in somewhere in Mexico um and I, I sent you a video and I was like bro like I just want you to know like I appreciate you everything you've done for me because like I feel so much better about myself and, right like, again that that goes into all other aspects of my life so you know just knowing that like it's not just you know eating a hamburger versus a, a piece of chicken like yeah I want the hamburger I want the french fries <laughs> I want the I want the milkshakes I want all that stuff but like it's not helping me in my future. Again, have, having that bigger vision, that, that that bigger picture of something you're going after. Right. Absolutely. Spot on. Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, what kind of finishing off with the fitness side of things, what advice would you give someone that's, you know, starting their fitness journey or um, kind of feels like they've they're stuck or like in a little bit of a plateau with, you know, reaching their goals that they want? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything about anything. You know, I worked out in high school and, you know, I thought I knew how to stay in shape and I wasn't doing anything even remotely close to what I should have been doing. So to me, like I've always been the person to hire a professional. Like I invest, you know, over $100,000 a year in my education now, hiring mentors, going to mastermind, stuff like that, because I know other people know more than me. So instead of learning the hard way, like, why don't you just, you know, skip the skip the uh the 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 learning curve um so to me like hiring you like absolutely changed the game for me like you know you taught me how to count count macro i didn't even know what macros were you know what i mean you taught me how how to count macros like what how they calculate the calories so like i'm conscious of what i eat now um but you know if 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 you can't afford you know a, a a mentor or something like that or a coach you know, again, just going in on the education, you know, getting as educated as you can, you know, either way you're going to pay for it by messing up or you're going to pay for it by actually paying somebody to teach you. Um, So for for me, those are the two options, like get books, you know, you know, join courses, um, you know, educate yourself, quote unquote, for free if you can't. But if you want to get to beat the learning curve and you want the, the, the education that you actually need and you want a faster um, path to where you want to be, like I, I would, I would highly, highly recommend getting a coach. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice for not just fitness, but really anything. I mean, your business, like you said, you spend a lot of money each year, each month on, you know, mentors on continuing your education from other people that are doing higher level things within real estate than you are. 
Um, so yeah, great advice across the board for sure. Appreciate that, man. Yep. Thank you. Um, and then, so real quick, a few more business questions, then we're going to finish off with some, uh, some quick, a quick lightning round. So two more business questions for you. So what advice would you give someone that is looking to start a business themselves? Yeah, just start. You know, I talk to, I talk to, I get messages every single day of people, you know, looking to get started, how to get started, what to do, everything. And nobody ever does anything. You know what I mean? I, I give them, you know, feedback. I give them, you know, quote unquote free game. And like, they never do it. You know what I mean? They ask the same questions every single time. So for me, it's just starting, you know, you, again, you're going to mess up. Like failure is part of the, the, you know, part of being successful. And you got to right. be comfortable with that. Like, I mean, we didn't say it, but from the day I bought into, you know, the mastery program to the day I made a single penny flipping houses, like literally not one penny was 16 months of going to school 70 hours a week. I mean, uh, working 70 hours a week, taking a full 15 hour credit, uh, credit hour course and starting my real estate business every single day, grinding my face off. But I did the work. I learned, I got on the phone. I talked with sellers. I talked with contractors. I raised private money. I did the things that you need to do to be successful. So if you do the work enough and you do it in the right direction, like if you can't do like work that doesn't help you in your goal, but if you do take the actions and do the work sooner or later, you're going to learn something. You're going to meet somebody. You're going to be presented with an opportunity that correlates all those things. And then that's how you're going to have your breakthrough. Right. And kind of going off of that with a few different things. First, as really as the fitness, just that delayed gratification, like getting, almost obsessed with the process of, you know, taking care of the day-to-day actions that you can actually take care of. Cause you can't necessarily control the outcome, but you can control the events and your, your day-to-day actions that go into what you want to have happen. Um, so that's important. First of all, just knowing that delayed gratification is like what you, kind of the goal is what you want to go after because you know that eventually something will come from the effort you're putting in. Um, and then also wanting to, um, you know, with, with Austin, it took him, you know, 16 months to get to where he was at with the business side of things. Um, and I, I guess follow-up question for you, as, as you said that, how do you know you're going in the right direction with, um, you know, with the actions you're taking? Cause I think that's something that people struggle with too, with fitness, with business. It's like you start taking action on something, but how, how long before you, you know, abort that action and do something else? Like what kind of, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, as far as like the, the, so it's, it's kind of two double-edged sword. So, you know, if you're looking to, to get healthy in the, in the fitness space and you're eating pizza, like that's the wrong action. You know what I mean? That's obvious. <laughs> if you're eating milkshakes and pizza every night for dinner, like those are actions, but they're not the right actions, you know what right. I mean? So like those things are like obvious, you know, if you want to learn how to, you know, detail cars and you're, you know, riding a bicycle, like it, it's not going to get you to that angle so you got to be taking actions like in the right direction of like your goals um, but as far as like what part of those actions um, you know you should be taking that that's right quote unquote um, that's why I said failure is part of it you know you'll get to a point like it's just not working like you, you mess up lose some money you 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 know you don't lose weight whatever it is like it's not working all right cool so adjust you know what I mean if you're if you're on a keto diet and for whatever reason keto is not working for you 
like try something else, try, try fasting or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, all, right. Both of those are taking you to the goal of getting better, uh, you know, getting in better shape, eating healthier. Like they might not work at one point, or you might be doing one a little bit different, but the actions itself are going in the right direction. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. And yeah, I mean, you, you, what you said is perfect as well. It's like you take action with something and you know, there's going to be failures there's going to be bumps in the road, but if something's not working, all you can do is, is continue going and continue taking the next step to ultimately where you want to be. Because if you stop doing something, you know, what happens, nothing happens. So 100%. On that all right. So we're going to conclude everything with a quick lightning round with some more fun questions, this interview and like talking about everything was pretty in depth going over everything that you've been successful with and um, your fitness journey and, you know, what it entails Some really good actionable advice. Hopefully people will take action on. Um, but the lightning round is meant to be a little bit more fun and quick. So for sure, I'm, I'm curious ready? where this is going to go. <laughs> are, are, are you ready? Let's, let's get it. All right. Something kind of serious to start favorite quote. Uh, time is your most valuable thing in the world. It can never be created. Once it's gone, it's gone. Nice. Biggest lifting slash fitness pet peeve. Uh, fucking hate doing legs. <laughs> but you do them now. I do do them, but I I, I do not enjoy them. <laughs> Austin skips leg day. Okay. Uh, favorite, <laughs> going off that favorite body part to work in the gym chest i I can do freaking bench press all day every day what's your all-time max with bench oh man you take it i honestly have no idea um two something but i don't know what it would probably be like 280 290 or something weak ass uh uh, favorite healthy meal quote-unquote healthy meal. Um, yeah quote-unquote um uh, favorite healthy meal i get grilled chicken salads from roosters all the time that's your jam huh all right favorite cheat meal cheat meal oh pizza pizza and milkshakes done where where where's the pizza and milkshakes from like ideal situation um pizza i can i can mess up some rubino's pizza here in bexley or some donato's Okay. And uh, milkshakes is, is anywhere. I get them from Steak and Shake. I get them from Graders. I get them from Dairy Queen. Milkshakes can go anywhere. Respect. Favorite musician of all time? Favorite artist, musician of all time? So I have two answers to this. One, Meek Mill, because he just gets me hype as soon as he comes on. You know, I'll wake okay. up in the morning and just go crazy. And then okay. Russ, because lyrically he talks about the grind, the struggle, the power manifestation. So lyrically, I like love him, like him the best, uh, because he talks about real, real stuff and real struggle. I like him. I love those two artists as well. What is the funniest gym story that you have? What stands out to you? Something that's hilarious that happened to you while you were working out or lifting or whatever. Um. First thing that pops in my head when I was, you know, trying to do basketball, I think it was junior or senior year of high school. Um, you were actually there. We would go and work out at like 5 a.m. at the at the gym, uh, basketball-wise. And there's a picture of me sleeping, sitting upright with basketballs in my arms with my head against the basketball sleep at like 5.30 in the morning before the workout. <laughs> Throwback. 
Also, real quick, I have one more question, but throw back to this is a funny story about Austin. There was one morning where we used to go and work out at 5 a.m. I didn't want to wake up on a given morning. <laughs> I did not want to wake up. Austin called me like 10 times. I was not trying to wake up. I think I was, went to bed at like 2 a.m. the night before and was not going to wake up at <laughs> 5 or 6 or whatever. This dude, we lived down the street from each other. He came to my window and started throwing rocks at my window <laughs> to wake me up. I was, Bro, you were I was, pissed. I was the most mad I think I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I was so heated. <laughs> oh, but I was, you opened the window, just let it go. I was like, well, I guess he's not coming today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, shout out to you for, for trying to make me go that day. All right. <laughs> last question Most influential person in your life or people? Mm. Most multiple. Um, man, I mean, that's a very. Very vague question. Um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, my parents, you know, without without them, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. Um, and then mentors along the way. I mean, I've had a lot of different mentors for a lot of different things. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- those are people that have guided me and, you know, made me believe and grow into the person I am today. Respect. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you get back to real estate stuff and working on your actual <laughs> business instead of talking to me. Um, first nah, of all, this, this has been... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, this This has been a pleasure, bro. I enjoyed this for sure, man. Sincerely, sincerely appreciate you. Cannot thank you enough for being the first guest on the podcast, my guy. Um, your story and just everything you've done and accomplished already at the age of 26 it's it's truly unbelievable obviously day to day it's it's easy to not take it for granted but not think as much of it but from an outside point of view and people that listen to this i think there's a a ton to learn from you that at any age you can implement um so thank you very much for you know sharing your story both with business with fitness with everything you do um yeah can't thank you enough um, if people want to, you know, find you on social media, your website, everything that you do, where, you know, where can they reach you? Uh, yeah. So Instagram is Austin Rutherford official, Austin, R-U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D official. Uh, Facebook's just Austin Rutherford. Um, if you want to, you know, get on, get on the email list that includes learning how to, you know, get started in real estate, go to flipping the right way.com flipping the right R I G H T way.com um, and sign up for that. And, uh, you know, you'll get emails on how to get started in, in the real estate game. Um, and then, you know, stuff for me, you know, along the way as well. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, I sincerely appreciate you again, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, and, you know, if you ever have any questions real estate wise or just want to learn a lot from someone that's actually doing this, taking action on something, business, fitness for seven plus years now, no better person in the world than Austin Rutherford. So, again, man, thank you very much for, for joining me for the first first guest on the podcast um, and looking forward to uh, everyone, you know, tuning into the next one. Lastly, we do a fun thing where if you listen to the entire podcast all the way through. Um, I would like you to comment with a hashtag. So if you've listened to previous podcasts all the way through, you know I always leave a, a hashtag to comment on my Instagram post. So since Austin is the guest today, I'm going to ask him what the hashtag should be for this episode. <laughs> Austin, what should uh, be hashtag what? Oh, man. Let's, uh, let, let's do money time. Hashtag money time. There it is. 
<laughs> leave, a com- leave a comment on my Instagram at games by Pat hashtag money time to let me know you listen to it all the way through. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me and everyone listening. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Peace. Peace.